There are lots of stories of women thriving in the male-dominated worlds of logistics and IT. Today, we'll hear about one of them. Hi, everybody. I'm Bob Bowman, Managing Editor of Supply Chain Brain. And this is the Supply Chain Brain Podcast. Suzanne Judy is Senior Vice President of Information Technology with Freight Handlers, Inc., or FHI, a logistics service provider to retailers, distributors, manufacturers, and carriers. On the show today, she'll relate how she pursued her passion in two areas that have traditionally been reserved for men. We'll learn how she combines the numbers-oriented world of IT with the people skills needed to engage with customers as well as with colleagues across multiple functions within her own company. Every journey to a job in supply chain management is unique, but hers is especially compelling. So is the door really open to women who want to make a career in that field? If so, how do they get started? Are schools properly preparing students of both genders for this complex and demanding world? We'll talk about all those subjects and more in my conversation with Suzanne Judy. Suzanne Judy, welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. Suzanne, I'm going to take a wild guess and say that as a young girl, you were not dreaming of a career in either supply chain or IT. Am I right in thinking that? Actually, you are very correct in thinking that, yes. What did you want to do? I started out life thinking I would be a writer and uh, actually have a, a writing degree. That was the first degree I got at Purdue University and quickly realized that writing is great, but it also is not very personal. You don't have a lot of people interaction with it. So I really thrive with that and computers were there and customer support is where I started. So uh, I feel like there was a transition. And the great thing about my writing degree is that I couldn't always use it. And I do actually use it on a day-to-day basis, taking something technical and making it more user-friendly so that my users can understand what we're trying to say without getting lost in the IT jargon. But you're not one of those people who enjoy being in a room all by yourself sitting at a desk for eight or 10 hours a day and writing. I, I can understand that. But Absolutely. <laughs> so you did get your bachelor's at Purdue. And boy, you were Purdue all the way, weren't you? Because you not, then you went to work at Purdue and then you pursued a master's there. What was it about that school that appealed to you so much? Well, I mean, it, as your alma mater, it's always great. I was very excited to find a position there when my personal life was, it looked like I was getting ready to be back in Indiana. And I thought, oh, well, let me see if I can get a position there. And while I was there, the opportunity to get my MBA was presented to me. And it was something that I had always wanted to do, as I'd always wanted to be in senior leadership in IT. And I felt like there were a lot of times throughout my career, when you start in IT, you don't really have a lot of touch with the business, right? You're supporting the systems 
that the business is using, but you're not really using them yourself. And so I felt like for me to be in senior leadership, CIO, SVP level, I would need to go get some of that business knowledge. And so getting my MBA became a great opportunity for me while I was at Purdue and then also led me to my current position as SVP here at FHI. So you caught the IT bug pretty early. What was it about information technology that appealed to you back then? Well, honestly, I love computers. They come very easily to me. I've never really struggled with any parts of the computer support and any kind of the systems that we have. And I started long before there was an internet. So back when IT had to look things up and use books and and you didn't have a Google search to go find what was wrong. So it came easily. And and honestly, the customer support piece of it just gave me such pleasure and being able to help people. Something that comes easily to me doesn't come easily to a lot of people. And so being able to make their computer work for them so that they can get back to work just brought a lot of joy to me on a day-to-day basis. And I took it from there and got into leadership and, and helping new IT people learn my way, learn thinking about the customer instead of thinking about the technology and, and really helping the users has got me to where I am today. And I've been very lucky to find something that I love to do and that's able to help me with everything that we have. Well, it seems like a natural part of your job is to have a lot on your plate at the same time. And you certainly proved your ability when you went to work at Purdue and pursued a master's at the same time. I think that was just like on Saturdays for several years before you got the master's. Correct? It was. It was actually three years of Saturday, all day Saturday work. We did get summers off, which I have to say I think it was wonderful. Otherwise, I wouldn't have been able to finish. But so it was three years, and I was a director level there, and I had a lot on my plate. Purdue was very supportive in me and being able to finish my MBA while working there. And what was really great about it was they are very supportive of the higher education piece of it, obviously. And so although I did have a full-time job, they were very flexible in being able to support, in fact, helped me pay for it. So that was a very nice part of being at Purdue and something that I appreciate from my alma mater. And I will be a Boilermaker through and through for the rest of my life. You're in the engine room kind of uh, sort of thing. (laughs) Exactly. Now, you expressed a love for two different things just now. Uh, One is human contact, which is uh, definitely a part of, of customer support. The other is technology. Now, those two things don't always go hand in hand. We have the, you know, the cliche of the IT person who doesn't really relate to people too well. And then we have the people person who may not be technologically savvy. So is it tough to put those two things together in one person or did that just come naturally to you? So I think it comes naturally to me. I also think that it's the reason I've been so successful in my career is that I am able to take the technology, understand it, and do that super high technical thing that a lot of people don't like to do and still relate it back to the customer. And honestly, it's something I'm very proud of and something that I strive really hard not to lose touch of. So even though I'm in a senior leadership position here, I still answer the helpline if it's ringing and nobody else has gotten it. I want that personal contact. I like to get to know my users and and help them and figure out better ways so that they can get their jobs done. It's just something I, I just really enjoy doing. I do agree with you that there are not a lot of people out there who have that skill. I have led a lot of IT people over my career, and it is interesting. The teams that I end up building usually have that customer service because it's so important to me. In fact, my team and I, we have just a general thought process and it's customer experience. And I use those words a lot with them. It's like, before we do anything, think about the customer experience on their desktop. If they're looking at their computer and there's a new icon, they're going to want to know what that is. Let's tell them. We're not trying to hide anything from them. And I think that for a lot of IT people, that's something that not inherent. They wouldn't think of that. It's just like you just put yourself in those people's shoes and say, hey, 
it, what's going to cause stress, and just tell them about it. Communication is really key. Now, you finally, you came out of Purdue, and you went to work at the Raleigh-Durham International Airport. That was an IT position as well, right? It was, yes. Mm-hmm. I was the director of business solutions, so anything customer or company-facing, so the ERP, any kind of the software programs, but definitely very customer-focused and helping the users get what they need out of the systems that they're using. So we're starting to see at that job a little glimmer, at least, of logistics, transportation, if not supply chain. And then you come over to FHI, where you've been for what, like since 2016, about a year or so? It's almost a year and a half now, actually. I think uh, I just hit that mark. So Freight Handlers, Inc., actually, for FHI. How did you come into their world? So actually, I was lucky enough to apply, obviously, and get the position. And supply chain has always been something fascinating. It's it's interesting, too, because it came up in my interview process. You know, you don't really have a supply chain background. And I said, I understand that, right? It would be something that people see and are concerned about. But what's great about IT is that it's very agnostic to the industry that you're in. And I have a lot of experience in a lot of different industries. So at the airport, I handled an upgrade of the baggage system, which is in of itself a logistics system, you know, a supply chain, getting the baggage from here to there. And I will tell you, I have applied some of the things I learned during that project to my current position. So here at FHI, when asked that interview question, I said, well, there's two things. One is it fascinates me. So I'm super interested and I have lots of questions about what we do and how we do it. And two is my favorite MBA class (laughs) was my supply chain class. And I think part of that was the teacher that I had, but also my fascination with all things start to finish in the supply chain. And I think having the interest in the industry that you're working in is really important to really enjoying your job and what we do and and finding new ways and just making things better for our users Mm -hmm. and for the company itself. How much awareness did you have of supply chain before you took that class? Actually, as an IT person, buy a lot of things over the various times. And I had had a couple of trips out to CDW centers. They have huge logistics centers, start to finish from order out the door to the end. So I had had tours of that and been very fascinated by that. But ultimately, short of being the consumer of all things supply chain, I had never really thought of how things get to shelves and grocery stores and stuff like that. So not a huge amount of exposure, but just some outside thought process here and there as, as I saw things. Not an alien concept, you know, like some people, we still have to explain to people what what supply chain is, even in this day and age, which seems odd. But yeah, it still seems to be a certain level of public ignorance. But you you certainly seem to know more than most people about the basic concept. Yeah. So you have straddled two fields, IT and now supply chain or logistics, material handling, whatever you want to call it, both of which are considered to be male-dominated. Have you had any issues during that time with the fact that you were a woman breaking into these areas? So actually, I thought a lot about that question, obviously, with everything going on over the last six months here in the United States. And I have to say that I am probably one of the very lucky few that has I have never noticeably been in a situation that I've thought to myself, well, they're treating me different because I'm a woman. And I don't know if that's because I have a lot of confidence when it comes to IT, and it just never occurred to me that they would be treating me different. But Generally, I I have to say here at FHI, I haven't noticed that at all. In fact, it hadn't even come into my thought process that this was a male-dominated organization. And so it was actually new to me to think through the whole supply chain being very male-dominated. But through my 22-year career in IT, it had never really been something that I had been very aware of either. So it just may be me just 
being me and and I'm tall and so not like I'm a little tiny girl walking around with blonde hair and so I feel like <laughs> there are some situations that that might be helpful to me. You know you are in not just supply chain logistics but in material handling which is a warehouse oriented or a distribution center oriented business which again is seems to be pretty male dominated but even mm-hmm. when you're down on the warehouse floor that's not not an issue. I mean you are a, you're an executive you have to tell people what to do and a lot of those people you're telling what to do are men. Again mm-hmm. no issue with that at all. No, actually, no. In fact, I work really hard to make sure that they understand that we're all out for the same thing and that we're all trying to get somewhere. And to be honest, sometimes I can be intimidating. I think as all leaders sometimes have effects where they're trying to get things done. But generally, I have not had any issues that I even have been aware of, Mm -hmm. noticeably, I guess, with any of the people reporting to me or of my coworkers either. Do you consider it important, though, to kind of spread the message of IT, logistics supply chain, to other women and make it clear that this is a potential field for women to enter? I do, actually. And I noticed it a lot at Purdue when I was there. Um, In fact, some of my female counterparts who are still there have been leading women in IT, getting people into the STEM. The women's side of things is very low, obviously, in percentage in the STEM, which is the educational for the technology, engineering, management side of things. Science, technology, engineering, mathematics, right? Correct. And so having been the director of IT for the College of Science, that was very something that our, our drive was very high for. And looking the numbers and the percentages, obviously, it all goes back to the data. But I love talking to women about how it could be. And, and in my mind, it shouldn't be a limitation because you are a woman. And it just would never have occurred to me growing up that it would be a limitation. And I, I probably should give credit to my father for that. He was a PhD scientist in physics, and he always was just there. He's like, just do. So I think I've been very lucky throughout my career and in my life and in that being a woman in my mind had never been something holding back. And I want to share that with whoever is out there looking to see what their possibilities could be. Beyond support from your father, did you have any professional mentor who helped you along in your work? I've had great leaders, great people who have given me future forward looking. Honestly, right now, I would say that the leadership here is the best leadership I've ever had and is something that's made me want to be a better leader and look for new ways to just better ourselves, help the company. And FHI is really a place where I've landed and and want to stay for years because of the way that the associates are treated and, and just the company in general. It's just a wonderful place to be and makes me just want to try harder and, and do more and be the best you can be. Do you feel that you yourself could be in a mentoring role if you're not already and that there are others you could bring along, whether male or female? Actually, I do. I love to mentor and I always make sure that the people who are on my team have the ability to reach for skills that they don't have, mentor them into situations that they haven't experienced with so that they're ready for the next level. And that's part of being a leader of the department, leading my department and the teams throughout the years that I have enjoyed the most. As much as I love the technology and helping the users, helping my team get to the next level, whatever they want that next level to be is something I try really hard to do, understand who they are, what they bring to the table, and really help them get that skill so that the next time that position is open or that they have an opportunity, they can say, I have that skill and here's when I did that and here's how it turned out and really prove to whoever's looking to hire them that they are the right people for the job. Now, you came out of a top school, but now that you're out in the professional world, do you have any message for that school or education in general about how universities could improve their supply chain slash logistics slash IT education? 
Oh, that's a great question. That's actually something I hadn't really thought of. I do believe that having been through the MBA program at Purdue, uh, it is a top program and it's very statistics driven. I feel like the IT portion of it, just because I'm from IT, was very minimal. And in fact, I had really looked forward to our IT section just because I I was sitting in a room of people around my age who had never really had any IT experience. And I wanted them to just kind of experience a little bit of what I experienced. And that that didn't actually happen. It was more of a very high level, not dig in. But I feel like with the move towards data and the way the world is going and being able to even in the user's hands, put dashboards in their hands to do with, I think the concentration in an educational situation, there should be some more technical and in a way that the business user would use it moving forward, I guess, if Mm -hmm. that makes sense. What about in the lower levels? What about high school and even elementary school? Do you think there's a way in which we could give kids a greater awareness of the potential for a career in any of these fields that, that you're in? I do. I think that they do a pretty good job these days. I don't have children myself, so I'm not as knowledgeable about the elementary or high school areas. But I feel like from what I've seen with my nieces and actually other coworkers' kids, that they do have a lot of access to computers and using the computers for better. And it's amazing. My three-year-old niece was typing before I took a typing class in high school and I used a manual typewriter and now she's typing by the time she was four. And so it's a very different world, I think. And what we have access to. So I think that it is something that probably they're working on. It's just not something I'm I'm really familiar with at this time, I guess. What excites you about the future, either in terms of the direction of uh, information technology, new bells and whistles, new things in your job, or the physical aspect of of logistics and material handling? What are you looking forward to in the years ahead? I feel like IT perspective-wise, there's just the, the world is opening up to you hear the cloud everywhere you go and really understanding what that means and, and being able to take advantage of it without getting taken advantage of, if that makes sense. Sure. Taking it, yeah, <laughs> is really an open world. And the IT position that I had 20 years ago is very different than the IT position I have today, even though I was leading a group and they were supporting a corporate infrastructure and those types of things. It's just very interesting and very exciting to me to see what the future holds. I'm one to tell you that I'm risk averse and so I don't like to run and jump into everything, especially because you just never know how things are going to work out. But there are so many ways in the future where we're not going to have to worry about power issues or having servers go down or something because it's just going to be handled out in the cloud and you're just paying for a service. And that's just a whole new concept that I've actually gotten to know over the last 18 months here. We're really trying to move into the cloud and and have that source be less maintenance heavy, which is really my career has been up until this point. So, and then when it comes to supply chain, wow, the sky's the limit. I mean, I I have to say that for FHI, there are so many options for us in doing things better and using the data to help customers even in ways they don't even know. I mean, one of the things I'm working on right now is taking our data and, and going back to operations and saying, hey, 
let's look at this and see how this can help you make good decisions. And then how can we help the customer to make good decisions in ways the customer probably hasn't even thought about it because we have an interesting view of the data coming off the trucks. And it wouldn't be something that the customer would necessarily recognize unless we pointed out to them. And I'm really excited about that. I really feel like hopefully down the road, IT will actually be bringing in money instead of being overhead and be a true partner to the business as we can look at our data and figure out ways to potentially help customers make great decisions. Suzanne, Judy, I want to thank you so much for sharing your story of being in IT and successfully in supply chain as well. We wish you all the best of luck in the years ahead. Thank you so much for being with us today. Well, thank you so much for inviting me. It's been a real pleasure talking with you. And hopefully a little girl out there is listening to this and she can look towards the future and see what opportunities lay for her. That was my conversation with Suzanne Judy of FHI, talking about her career in logistics and IT. We're online at www.supplychainbrain.com, where we post a new episode of this podcast for streaming or downloading every Friday. You can also read my Think Tank blog, watch thousands of videos, and access all of our other content, including the digital edition of our magazine. Look for us on Facebook and LinkedIn, and follow us on Twitter, at SCBrain. You can also download or subscribe to the podcast on iTunes. Got any comments or suggestions on this or any episode? Email me at rbowman at supplychainbrain.com. See you next time.